Chapter 11 of The Art of Travel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gary Ullman. Carriages. Wagons. A traveler's wagon should be of the simplest possible construction and not too heavy. The Cape wagons, or at all events those of a few years back, undoubtedly shared the ponderousness of all Dutch workmanship. Weight is required only when crashing through a bushy country where a wagon must break down all before it. In every other case it is objectionable. It is a saving of labor to have one large wagon rather than two small ones, because a driver and a leader are thereby spared. But if a very light wagon has to be taken, I should greatly prefer it be made on the Swiss and German fashion with shifting perch as in the figure. These are the simplest of affairs and will split up into two carts, the pole and the four wheels forming one, and the perch and the hind wheels another. Now, should a great loss occur among the traveler's cattle, or should he break a wheel or even strain an axle tree in a timberless country, it may be very convenient for him to abandon part of his stores and to build up a cart for carrying on the remainder. Lady Vavalsor describes one of those wagons in the following graphic manner. The perch is movable and they can make it any length they please. It is of so simple a construction that every farmer can repair his own and make anything of it. If he has a perch, a pole, and four wheels, that is enough. With a little ingenuity, he makes it carry stones, hay, earth, or anything he wants by putting a plank on each side. When he wants a carriage for pleasure, he fits it up for that purpose. His movable perch allows him to make it anything. I counted 17 grown persons sitting side by side, looking most happy in one of them, drawn only by a pair of small horses, and in this hilly country. Drays. Two-wheel drays, and not wagons, are used very generally in Australia. A long bar is crossed by a short one near one of its ends. This latter forms the axle tree. The body of the dray is built where the two cross, and the cattle are yoked or harnessed to the long end of the bar, which acts as a pole. Tarring wheels. Tar is absolutely essential in a hot country. To mix with the grease that is used for wagon wheels. Grease alone melts and runs away like water. The object of the tar is to give consistency to the grease. A very small proportion of tar suffices, but without any at all, a wagon is soon brought to a standstill. It is sufficient, most essential to explorers, to have sufficient quantities in reserve. Tar is also of very great use in hot, dry countries for daubing over the wheels and the wheel work generally of wagons. During extreme heat, when the wood is ready to crack, all the paint should be scraped off it and the tar applied plentifully. It will soak in deep and preserve the wood in excellent conditions, both during the drought and the ensuing wet season. See tar to make. It is not necessary to take off the wheel in order to grease the axle. It is sufficient to bore an auger hole right through the substance of the nave 
between the feet of two of the spokes and to keep a plug in a hole then when you want to tar a wheel turn it till the hole is uppermost take the plug out and pour in the tar brakes and drags brakes every cart and wagon in switzerland and indeed in most parts of the continent have a brake attached to it the simplest kind of brake is shown in figure two which represents a cart tilted upwards figure one shows the brake itself figure two explains how it is fitted on to the cart figure one it will easily be understood how by tightening the free end of the cord the brake is pressed against the wheel the bent piece of iron shown in figure two by which the bar of the brake is kept in its place may be replaced by a piece of wood or even by a thong of leather every explorer's wagon should be furnished with a brake a simple brake used in italy in some parts of england and probably elsewhere is shown in figure three a rail is lashed to the body of the cart both before and behind the wheel and is made to press against the wheel either both lashings can be tightened at the same time as at a or only one of them as at b when the lashings are loose the rail rests partly on the nave of the wheel and does not sensibly interfere with its movement other means of checking a wagon on a hillside in going down a steep hill a middling-sized tree may be felled and its root tied to the hind axle tree while its branches top sweeps along the ground as is seen in the lowermost wagon in the sketch sketch of horses and wagons on hill in the southwest of france the leaders of the team are unharnessed and taken to the back of the wagon to which the collar of the front horse is made fast in this way they can aid the horse in the shafts the same plan may be seen practiced hourly in the strand in london whence heavy wagons are taken down a very steep and narrow lane to the adelphi in descending short steep pitches unharness the cattle and fasten a rope round the axle of the wagon then passing the other end round the tree or rock as a check you may let her slide which she will do without any further trouble on your part f marriott in some places the hind wheels are taken off and sledge runners are fitted to the hind axle tree this is an excellent plan it has the further advantage that the wagon settles down into a more horizontal position than before i have seen timber carried on a wagon down a steep hill by separating the front wheels from the hind one lashing a trail see travail below or two short poles to the fore axle and resting one end of the timber on the hind axle tree and the other end on the trail shoe the wheel on the side furthest from the precipice if you have to leave a cart or wagon untended for a while lock the wheel sledges when carrying wood or stone and doing other heavy work a traveler should spare his wagon and use a sledge this is made by cutting down a forked tree lopping off its branches and shaping it a little with an axe if necessary a few bars may be fixed across the fork so as to make a stage great distances may be traversed by one of these rude affairs if the country is not very stony 
should it capsize no great harm is done and if it breaks down or is found to have been badly made an hour's labor will suffice to construct another sledges are very useful when there is an abundance of horse or ox power but no wagon or packing gear north american travail in a north american indian horse travail the crossing of the poles they are the poles of the wigwams usually rests on a rough pack saddle or pad which a breast strap keeps from slipping backwards in a dog travail the cross of the poles rests on the back of the neck and is kept in place by a breast or rather a neck strap the poles are wrapped with pieces of buffalo robe where they press against the dog captain blakiston a very accurate authority considers that a horse will travel 30 miles in a day dragging on the travail a weight of about 200 pounds including a child whose mother sits on the horse's back and that a dog the size of an average retriever will draw about 80 pounds for the same distance nb the north american plains are perfectly level palakins carried like sedan chairs between two animals one going before the other in shafts and are in use in various countries but i am not aware that explorers have ever properly tried them their advantage would lie in combing the convenience of a cart with much of the independence of pack horses for whatever is lashed on a pack saddle must be securely tied up it is therefore severely compressed and cannot be taken out en route but with a cart or a palaquin there is no such inconvenience things may be quickly thrown into them or taken out pockets and drawers may be fitted up and the palaquin would afford some shelter in rain i should think it would be well worth while to try one of these contrivances it might be made en route first accustoming the animals when carrying their packs to walk between long shafts then after some days taking the load off their saddles and lashing them on to the shafts if all went well a regular palaquin might be constructed with legs to be let down when the animals are off packed and on which it might stand until ready to be again carried onwards half a dozen palanquins in file would make a pretty and i should think a manageable and effective caravan asses ought to be able to carry them well a couple of asses would probably carry a greater weight than a single pack horse and would give no greater trouble if so their hardiness would be invaluable end of chapter eleven recording by gary Ullman, west palm beach florida